The Law Report with Michael Mutsuning Bill on Kaya FM 95.9. My name is Michael Mutsuning Bill. Good to be with you this Wednesday evening. Thank you so much, Sutumea, um, for a very, very interesting interview. Absolutely loved it. Um, what are we talking about tonight? We're talking about something that I hope becomes an open line where you drive the question. You talk to me about what you want to find out. If you, find, if you are amongst the 3.5 million couples that are living with somebody, um, as Fatin said, unmarried, living for years, intend to live in that situation, then this is a show for you. And, 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 and I think what's absolutely exciting about it is we think, but there's actually legal consequences. What are, what are those legal consequences? This is a show for you. Do give us a call. Number to dial 086-00959. And you can also hit me up on my Twitter handle at Bill. That's my Twitter handle. I look forward to engaging with you. That's the Law Report. The Law Report with Michael Mutsuning Bill on Kaya FM 95.9. Okay, remember, use the number 086-00959. You are in a situation, you're worried about your kids. You're asking yourself, I've got children with this person. I've moved in with this person. How are my kids going to be affected? And sometimes there are other dynamics. I came in with children and now we've just made get more children and now there's something of a bland, a blended family how do we sort of mix that up when we are not married how what 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 does the law say regarding all these children i mean that children those children still have their other parent who's not living in the same household what is the law as as regards as as regards that but also issues of maintenance what happens when you die gumnandi from my previous marriage, now What happens to those sets of children? I mean, it's it's really something that we really got to talk about, and and for us to really talk about it, you got to give me a call. Oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. Let me welcome uh, my guest, uh, who's going to be helping me deal with some of your questions. Uh, uh, Pamela Fat. Uh, Pamela, good evening, and thank you very much for joining me. Thank you very much for having me, sir. I mean, you know, it's it's so easy to kind of have a conversation with somebody where you say, hey, man, I think, you know, the relationship is getting serious. Do you think we should move in? And it's it's easy, right? But there are things that follow. I mean, and, 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 and where I want to pick this up, uh, Pamelo, is really just talking about a lot of people, and I'm sure we were going to get a call about this, that says, oh, what happens if I've lived with somebody for six months? What happens if I've lived with somebody for, for five years? Do, 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 do I then become married to this person? Is, do I have some kind of legal rights and obligations with respect to this person? Maybe let's pick up there. What is the legal significance of living with somebody for an extended period of time, if any? If I understand very well, uh, you are referring to what is commonly known as Fatin Set, mm. which is actually a cohabitation relationship, uh, which refers to people living together regardless of their gender, without being uh, valid, validly uh, married to each other. Mm. Yes, unlike in marriage or marriage couple, mm. 
if it's regulated by a specific law, such as Marriage Act, uh, Customary Marriage Act, when coming to qualification relationship, uh, it does not really offer that kind of uh, protection. Mm. So it, it becomes uh, very much complicated and difficult for partners to prove the, their partnership uh, when living together. Unless if the parties uh, entered into a domestic partnership agreement as to how they will regulate their assets, their goods, their maintenance to children and all that. So, so, uh, so I mean, I, are you saying from, from what I'm understanding is is that if you live with somebody in what we call Fatinset, it's sort of a glorified roommate. Um, for all intents and purposes, as far as the law is concerned, you're just a roommate or the housemate, as it were. Yeah, look, the, the, the rights are, are very much limited mm. when it comes to cohabitation relationship. Uh, like, for example, if in case one of the partner passed on, mm. well, if the other partner cannot inherit from those uh, assets of the of the deceased partner, unless if the other partner drafted the will and then nominated the surviving partner as the as the heir in his estate, then that partner can inherit. But other than that, uh, he has no right uh, to the assets of the deceased, unless if he can prove that. Uh, they existed a partnership, uh, they own uh, the assets. Like, for example, they bought the movable property jointly. Then for that reason, uh, that surviving partner will still be entitled to half of that. If you've just joined us, we're talking about um, Fatin said. We're talking about a situation where girl meets boy and they decide to stay together. And we're talking about what is the legal consequences that follow. Now, let me let me put this one to you, Pamela. Um, you, you know, people in the course of living together, they share things. So you'll buy groceries, I'll buy the couch and I'll pay the rent. And I'll buy the car, but you'll feel it and maintain it. Does that at all change the dynamics or are they still glorified roommates or housemates? Well, that one in most cases is the one that referred to domestic partnership agreements. Right, but I mean, we don't have an agreement. We just, we just go, hey, baby, what I got cruza get la, na get la rekasuf, get apat la stormenta suf. Right, so there isn't an agreement. It's just because because you know when we talk about these agreements, it's the reality is when people are in love, they're not even. I mean, even married people don't even talk about the their legal arrangements and talk about agreements itself and so on and so forth now it's worse for people that just randomly decide to live together because they were so in love and they couldn't not sleep without each other or if it's for for commercial reasons it was convenient so so we'll talk about agreements and i think that's absolutely a necessary conversation to have but i'm talking about you know two people no agreements just sharing their lifestyle costs Yeah, you see, that one becomes very much challenging and very much difficult for for both partners. But I guess I guess the agreement is the most important thing that the parties can reach. As to this, is the, uh, they can actually divide their duties mm-hmm. within their partnership to say, this is what you do and this is what you do. 
And I think for for that reason, the partnership can actually uh, exist and continue harmoniously without any difficulties if they, uh, they have an agreement and if they have a common purpose uh, and intention that they will they live together as partners and they will share things. Then there will be issues of violence and all that and harassment when it comes to that because they did uh, have a common purpose. If you've just joined us, we're talking about your relationship where you are not married but you're living with somebody. What are the legal consequences that attach that? Do you give us a call? Number to dial 86 You can also use my Twitter handle, at MotwenningBill. Uh, if you have any questions, I'll, I'll gladly um, deal with even those that are uh, on Twitter. Um, but but here's 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 now a spinner. I mean, you know, when we talk about blended families, and 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 I think for a lot of people who are not new at the love game, they would invariably have children from previous relationships, and that's often an issue to say, you know, this is your these are your kids, these are my kids, um, and and let's make new kids as well. So you have pretty much. A super blended family what 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 if any is the law as regards the responsibilities how the kids are managed in in that kind of environment uh, uh pamela well the best interest of their minor children are very much important in ensuring within the condition of south africa so when it comes to maintenance every child is entitled to maintenance even in partnership agreement or in partnership relationship, whatever you call it, what they said. Minor children are still entitled to partnership. Uh, even if one partner comes with children from previous relationship, yeah. then that partner can still claim maintenance from the father of the children, the biological father of the children. Or if that father is not working, then surely the partner who's living with you uh, will be bound to maintain the, the minor children as the, as the stepfather of those children. We're taking your calls, 86 Masekho, you're calling from Johannesburg. Good evening. Hello, hi. Hi. Um, um, I've got a question. Um, so with me, my situation is, um, my partner, I think it was 10 years ago, um, he paid, um, let's say, a quarter of the lobola. Yeah. And then in this, and then we staying together. We buy, we bought the house. It's a joint bond. Mm. So now, and then we are sharing other responsibilities. So if let's say if, um, and then I'm not, I'm not using his name obviously because he didn't pay um, full lovola. Mm. So what's gonna happen if maybe let's say he doesn't have a will, and then at work I'm not even even maybe the kids are not even there. So what's gonna happen in my situation? Before before we, 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 we answer that, let me welcome my other guest, uh, Morimadi uh, Mabule. Um, Morimadi, good evening and thank you very much for joining me. Good evening, Michael. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Indeed. Thank you very much for, for, for agreeing to talk to us. I, I'm not sure if you heard the question um, uh, from Masejo, but in essence or in summary, um, she's asking uh, the question that she's been um, with somebody for some time. And the person only paid what she describes as a quarter of the lobola that was asked for. 
and this doesn't seem to have been any subsequent proceedings following the payment of that lobola. And the concern is what would happen if that person were to die? I think that's a, you know, it's a, it's a common question and it's a common problem with customary marriages. Mm. Um, before I respond to her, I just want to touch on the requirements of customary marriages. So the requirements of customary marriages in terms of a recognition of customary marriages act. There's three things that are quite crucial. Mm. The first one, um, it's basic things that people must be above the age of 18. They must have given consent. Um, Lobola must have been negotiated and they must have been, it must have been celebrated as well. Yeah. Um, so if you meet those requirements, uh, technically that is recognized as a customary marriage. Then we move to the issue of registration, registering this marriage, because a lot of times I see people going and running around to go and register it when somebody has now passed away because they are dealing with a challenge where the family doesn't recognize them. And I always say to people that, you know what, once those three requirements have been met, I think do yourself a favor and go and register this marriage. Um, so that you don't deal with issues. And there are mm. two options. You can register it out of community of property or register it in community of property so that you are clear in terms of your marital regime. But half the time, people leave it hanging. It's like people don't even get divorced out of uh, the customary marriages. Sometimes they just carry on with their lives. Yeah, and, like, and, <laughs> and when <laughs> and when somebody passes away, that's when people now start coming back and saying, actually, I was still married. Um, and those are the challenges that we deal with, um, unfortunately, when it comes to customary marriages. But back to the question, I think she was asking about what happens when that person passes away. And that person passes away intestate. When you die intestate, that's when you die without a will. Mm. So the Intestate Succession Act actually has a formula in terms of who's going to inherit. Um, In this case, because if those three requirements have been met and this is a customary marriage, that person will qualify as a spouse. So in terms of the formula of intestate succession, that surviving spouse would be covered. However, there is a very thin line um, because those requirements are saying um, it must be negotiated, it must be celebrated. Um, and celebration, you know, in, in Sepedi and celebration in Setswana and in Sizulu might be something else. Mm. And the courts are battling, they are finding that, you know, a lot of people now are coming to actually contest that is this a recognized marriage yeah. or not? Mm. And and now you don't want to be, hence I'm saying, I always say, please register this thing and then get it out of the way. Correct. Um, so now when it comes to assets, if if that, um, if, if, if you are recognized as a spouse because, you know, all the requirements were met, then you will inherit in terms of interstate succession. However, the interstate succession, you know, sometimes um, works in your favor or not necessarily in your favor. And it doesn't actually reflect the wishes of the test of the deceased and i think it is important that you actually document them so mm-hmm. chances of you having a good chances that you're going to be fighting for assets with family members um it's bigger when there is no will in play mm-hmm. and 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 i think this is a difficulty that a lot of people f- face and 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 
and and they they miss the opportunity to take advantage of the happy moment. So you are sitting with your person, you are happy, and that's really the time to say, hey, person, what are we going to do about one, two, three? Um, should we not register this? Should we not finish? Um, you know, because it is a major issue. Um, this thing of umembezo, you know, payment of lobola, and I know there's a lot of judgments and there's hell of a confusion but but all of that confusion in my respectful view seems to misunderstand what what our customary law is so the the, the, the shortcut is the shortcut is as Morimadi said is shortcut is even if there's quarter paid two percent whatever whatever go and register then you've cut the whole debate um, and you know, so I think that's that's very good. That's very good. Vi- good advice. If you've just joined us, I'm talking to uh, Attorney Pamela Fart, uh, as well as uh, Moremari Mabule. She's head of Wills at Sunlam. Um, taking any of your calls, whatever you want to ask us, um, they are here to to deal with 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 your question. But something that I think uh, Moremari we still we still to address from Masejo's question is. Um, you know, as matters stand, and, and now this lingering debate about a quarter of the lobola having been paid and nothing else having been done, that's where the situation stands. And and I think m- maybe just to confront the real problem that she has, which is where does she stand as matters stand? Um, because she can't, you know, she she she's not currently the wife, mm-hmm. whether customary or otherwise. So when she's not, I mean, if it's clear cut that, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm shying away from saying clear cut she's not the wife. Yeah. Um, because of the three requirements, they're yes. not saying you must have paid full lobola. Yeah, yeah. You see, that's where I'm. That's why I'm shying away from saying clear yeah. cut you're not a spouse. But I'm saying if she is recognised as a spouse, let's say she recog- she's recognised as a spouse, intersex succession will kick in. And based on the formula of the Intersex Succession Act, as a spouse, she will share. She will have a share in the estate. Um, the default in terms of customary marriages is in community of property. Yeah. In that scenario, then it means she is entitled to her fifty percent share. It is not an inheritance; it's an entitlement in terms of in community of property. Yeah. And then in the spouse's share, which is the deceased, she will have a share that if there is a, if there's minor, I mean, if there's children as well, she will share uh, with the children on the portion of the deceased spouse. And 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 you know, one of the things that I want us to touch on mm-hmm. is when you're living with somebody. Before you even talk about what you're inheriting, there's there's a bit of confusion about who owns what and it's easy to say hey hey i'm i'm him or am in in and 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 i think that probably takes us back to what pamela was talking about about this agreement so let's let's talk about that when 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 we come back and i do see your call uh, mamo chana we're going to be taking your calls and if uh, like masejo or mamo chana you want to uh, ask my guest a question do you give us a call 86 we're back after this the Law Report on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back. This is uh, Michael Matoning Bill with The Law Report. We do this every Wednesday, by the way. And this evening, we're talking about Fat and Set. We're talking about the law around two people cohabitating um, and the damage and the, you know, everything that, that happens in between. 
and and a lot of what happens actually manifests at death um, because the the dead partner is not there to say actually this is the truth and 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 part of why this show is more important every time is to really just confront these issues because you could be listening to the show with your person and you could be like turn around and look at your person and go your person how about we actually go register our marriage how about we take Pamela's uh, advice and, and have some kind of an agreement because nobody's going to know who bought that couch, right? And and it's a good idea. I mean, I'm trivializing it because I'm talking about a couch, but for some people, it's bigger things. It's it's We started a business. It's me and my person. This business is worth 10 million bucks. The one passes away, right? It's major. It's major. Whose business is it anyway, right? So let's talk about them when we're still happy, when we're still alive. Uh, Mamu China, uh, thank you for calling. Good evening. Evening, Michael. How are you? Well, and yourself? I'm good. Michael, I've got a question. Mm. Uh, something came up when you were talking about this patterns of marriage. No? Mm. Uh, in 2017, I filed for a divorce, but it didn't went through. Yeah. And my husband decided to to stay with another lady. Yeah. As I had, he, he did pay Lobola for him, for her. Yes. But the thing is, they celebrated everything at that lady's place. We didn't know hmm. about it. But so he had moved out. He, you were not staying with him at the time? No. Okay. He's not staying with me mm-hmm. now. Yes. But we are still married because the divorce is not... 100%. Old. Yeah. So what I would like to know is that should anything happen to him, where do I stand? Hmm. Now let me ask, are you worried that about your assets or are you thinking of getting his, his yes, stuff? Yes, I'm worried about my, whatever that I, I have accumulated with right. him. Yeah. Yes. All right. Because you know, every time when you go and pay Lobola, mm-hmm. there are people who are going to sign. Yeah. So what if that lady, she comes with a letter that says, yes, I am. And yeah. I am still married to him. And we had accumulated things with her. As I know that he bought two cars. He bought the cars, but the cars are under her name. Mm. So I want to know where do I stand? Should anything happen to him? Yeah, good. Let's get you an answer then. Pamelo, um, your thoughts. Yeah, okay, thank you, sir. You uh, with regard to uh, dissolution of, of, uh, of marriage, uh, it must be dissolved by a court of law. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there must be a decree of divorce that uh, divorce has been finalized. Mm-hmm. So in this instance, uh, what can happen is that the lady who just called can can proceed with the divorce and finalize the divorce. But with regard to the to the husband taking the second wife, it becomes very much complicated because remember, when parties are married uh, together, there must be a consent. So uh, the caller must, must be able to have consented to the, to the husband taking the second wife. And if that didn't consent to that, yeah, but I don't understand it. It's even sort of a, a, a second sort of polygamy debate. As I understand it, they would have been married in terms of civil law, 
So Rense Ali Ligo Gerekeng and Mogai leaves and go goes and, and lobolas. Maybe uh, 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 Maybe if you, you if you can sort of deal. I mean, we'll we'll talk about the customary bit, but this yeah. one doesn't sound like it's customary. Yeah, I, um, Michael, I'm going to pick up from from where Pimelo started. Yeah. Um, explaining the dissolution of marriage and which is very important because a lot of times like I said they just leave it Mm -hmm. Um, and it causes those kind of challenges so if the caller is still married to the husband in Mm -hmm. terms of civil law and now the husband goes and takes um, and marries someone else in terms of customary law and those requirements have been met when you look at the you know um polygamous marriage and how it's set up you cannot enter into a second marriage while you are married in terms of civil law yeah so that is where the challenge is going to start and and actually isn't it a little bit more than a challenge isn't it a criminal offense it's not a criminal offense because people are doing it but mm. um and nobody's being arrested actually it uh, is again <laughs> i'll tell you i'll tell you um it's i mean i mean it, it, in practice it doesn't happen but if you married and yeah. you marry somebody else. I'm going to think of that of, of the word, and, and I know there's a lot of lawyers that listen to this. You can help me with that word. It's actually a common law offence to enter into second marriage. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name, but if if I, yeah, so if if you married in terms of civil law, and the only the only regime that allows for subsequent marriages, further marriages, is the customary one. But if you married in terms of civil law, you are then saying I'm not going to marry again, and if you do it you are committing a common law offence. So you are are 100% right, um, Michael. So now, the the challenge here is now that customary marriage, the legality of it is questionable. Yeah. Because he's still married in terms of civil law. Yes. Um, When it comes, you know, I think the caller, I wanted to challenge the caller or to, to turn the table and say to the caller, what if something happens to you yeah, that's what you should be worried about. But it's actually case. both ways, right? It's both ways. Yeah. But I wanted, you know, so that she can think around protecting her own assets as well, and not necessarily about those assets that are growing somewhere else with the husband who's moved on with someone else. Yeah. So how does she now go and protect her own assets? Is it's quite key, and and I think you know one of the things that you can't just leave lying and lying low is this divorce matter she really needs to go and yeah. you know yeah. get it and, finalized. And, and often people that would um avoid a divorce i mean you know you'd be so surprised how calculating people yeah. are when it comes to money so i don't discount the possibility that the guy's sitting there thinking well i'm going to go live and be happy somewhere else but i know this one is ambitious and i know that she'll accumulate assets Absolutely. and 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 when she dies um, and and if she doesn't die quick enough, well, you know, maybe that's some some further thought will be had. But when she dies, I'm going to benefit because the fact of the matter is, if the divorce hasn't happened, the law doesn't say, yeah, but you've been separated for ten years. You are still married, and you are the surviving spouse, and that's really important. You are the surviving spouse. Nobody cares that you've been living together or not, uh, and and that's the problem. And it's a big problem. I just want to add, there is a 
recent court case that the Gauteng um, High Court actually mm. dealt with. Mm. And it's similar fact. The only difference is that it was not a civil marriage. It was a customary marriage and a life partnership. Mm. And the court was clear and said, you know what? Yes, you've lived with this man for eight years, but he was not your husband. Yep. He was someone else's husband. Nele Jola. You know, and, and there is a misconception that if you live with someone for so long, then automatically there is this, you know, you can, you can benefit from this person. It, there's nothing like that. So one of the things that are important, and I don't think they are common in our communities, is having a partnership agreement yeah. and making sure that you document everything. Um, in terms of who owns what, why am I, you know, if we're buying assets together, document all those. Mm. Document how you want this, you know, financial aspect of your relationship to run. Because when somebody else passes away, Abu Malu, when they come, they look at the facts. They might choose not to recognize you as a spouse. They might choose not to recognize you um, as the girlfriend. They'll just say, okay, this was somebody else who I, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but and, but, but correctly so you were you you were the girlfriend or you were the boyfriend like if i'm michael and i'm staying with somebody mm. and that person is is making money and and i'm staying at the house if yeah. i have no leg to stand on so if if you if you want legal consequences to follow mm. attach legal consequences to it absolutely Absolutely, and that is something that is lacking in our community. And 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 you know it's it, it's the same. You know, we, we you and I could have the exact same conversation in, in the context even outside of business. So we we as a people, I think we we're very comfortable on handshakes, right? And it, mm. and it's not a bad thing. It's a virtue, I think, because we get to to do life on just mm. trust, right? So that's good. Uh, and it's the same with business. Like, umganam stali businessi, okay, umganam fifty-fifty, but isopali swanga wene sharp. And then suddenly, umgan uh, yagnok, and then you're gonna go back to the lawyers. But the lawyers go, but where is the agreement? Where did you write that this is going to be regulated this way and that way? So Absolutely. I think that whilst it's a, it's a virtue that we are able to achieve a lot, just on handshakes and on trust. We, 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 we also got to think about what happens when you die, what happens when things change, because things do change. And often when things do change, people change with them. So, so look, be, be in the lookout for that. Madiga, Madiga, hi. Yes, I would like to know, just like when you have the civil marriage and you want to dissolve it, you mm-hmm. go to court. But now what happens if you have a customary uh, marriage and you want to dissolve it? Where do you go? Good question. Now, let me ask before I, 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 I ask Pamela and Moremadi uh, um, to comment. Whoa. Is your customary marriage registered? Not registered. Okay. Um, Pamela, you want to give that a first bite? All right. Yes. When, when it comes to dissolving a customary marriage, it's also there within the customary marriage act that it can only be dissolved by a court of law. Therefore, uh, that means whoever wants to divorce must still approach the court uh, to have a divorce uh, finalized. Mm. Just like any other marriage, whether it's civil or what, it must be dissolved by a court of law. 
regardless of whether it was uh, registered or not registered. Mm-hmm. Because remember, when, when dealing with customer marriage, there are also a lot of globalers okay. that are signed by, by, by family, families from both mm-hmm. sides, from the mm-hmm. husband and the wives. Mm-hmm. So those ones can still serve as, as proof that uh, indeed uh, customer marriage was concluded between the parties. Mm-hmm. And that will be able to help the parties to, to approach the court and dissolve their marriage. Okay. Now, 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 let me let me ask uh, this, uh, Marimari. What happens if if the mar- marriage is not registered? So you 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 have nothing that is known in any public record about the marriage. Yeah. So Pamela was spot on in 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 how customer marriages need to be resolved. Mm. The recognition of customary marriages when it was when it came into effect, um, it. It actually created a portion to say you need to register this marriage in three months after the Lobola situation. Um, but it further says whether registered or not, um, it's still recognized as a customary marriage. Mm. So the three months, I think, is just to encourage that people must register it. Uh, but there's a lot of people who still are sitting with marriages that are not registered, customary marriages that are not registered. So the only way is, you know, that Lobola letter, you approach uh, the court and um, you are able to be divorced. That's the only way out of it. And, and and maybe the other way is 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 that you know because if if it's not registered it's as good as a as a contract so you can sort of have a meeting of the elders um, and at that meeting have minutes that say this is not working out um, mm-hmm. um, and you can actually separate but the only difference is you know so if if both parties agree and you minutes that we are agreeing that this is to be dissolved. Then, then you should be fine. You shouldn't have any legal issues because that those minutes, you know, are sort of reversing the previous minutes where you entered into. Um, mm-hmm. but, and but it also depends on the stage of your marriage, you know, because mm-hmm. they, 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 when you're talking about lobola, and it's it's really just the messiest bit of our law. Very complex. It, it, mm-hmm. But it's it's unnecessarily so. I, I I think that the fact that somebody can enter into it in 2021. Mm-hmm. And not bother to register it until 2040, and then in 2040 apply for condemnation and say, "Oh, I'm sorry for the last 20 years. I didn't think it was a good idea to register it. Can I come now?" The fact that you can do that is mm-hmm. is is removing the incentive for people to, you know, I, I I think that just as much as there was a drive around 2002 to mm-hmm. say, "Now your marriage are re- are regist- are, are recognised." There could be a similar drive that says if you don't register by the end of 2021, 2022, you can't come and say, you know, because why, why are we making, there is no logic for this thing to still apply in 2021. There was good logic in 2002 because we were recognizing people that would have been married in the 40s and the 60s and the, you know, and we're saying, please, let's all, you know, nobody must, nobody must fall off this protection but it's 2021 it's literally next year it's it's actually it's not even 2002 because this actually started properly around the year 2000 it was right? 2000 yeah and and so so there's no so i think that our customs are being cast in this 
field and, and sphere of com- tremendous doubt because we're not addressing just the one issue of this this open-ended, you can register it mm-hmm. when you feel like it, just ask for condemnation. Um, so th- that's really what I think is the issue. Um, yeah. I, I want to take a break. But when we come back, I want to take more of your calls. And if you've just tuned in, we're talking about Fatin said, we're talking about what happened to your children. We're talking about, you know, people talk about maintenance. People talk about, you know, your, your Fatin said, and then you, 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 there's a child. You've, you're leaving with me when you die. But you and I had no legal bond. What happens to that child? You know, what, did, did we talk about what's going to happen to the child? What happens vis-a-vis their biological, biological parent? It's really just complicated. And I think that, mm-hmm. I think that when it comes to the child, children, it, it becomes even more complex. It becomes even more sensitive. And, and, and it justifies the uncomfortable conversation of saying, Hey, Mutaka, when I die, what's going to happen to my child? You know, what's going to happen? Let's really talk about that when we come back. Um, then the number to use if you want to ask any of my guests the question is 86 The Law Report with Michael Mutsuning Bill on Kaya FM 95.9. Welcome back. We're talking Fat and Set. I'm joined by attorney Pamela Fout as well as Morimari Mabule. She's uh, head of wheels at Sunlam. Um, do you give us a call? 86 I mean, let's talk about this very sensitive issue of, of children. You know, when, when it's nice, we, we're living and it's a blended family and it's great. I'm paying school fees for all of the children and you buying food for all of the children. We have sort of a good arrangement. But then I die or, or we break up. But you took my kid to this nice school when I was okay with this other school that is just as good, but just doesn't come with the name. Um, what happens in that situation? Uh, Morimari, maybe maybe you take the first bite. You, I'm going to take the first bite. It's a very um, sensitive issue. Oh, yeah. There is, I always say to our community, and I'm saying our community making an assumption that your listeners um, probably look like me. I'm saying... Um, the challenge that we normally find is when we do our things, we don't necessarily do them, we don't formalize them. Mm-hmm. So we don't necessarily go and do legal adoption. Um, so I come with my kids, we get married, or we live together, whatever, um, but it's a blended family. and We haven't even touched, um, you know, whether we're going to formally, mm-hmm. you know, adopt these children mm-hmm. or not. Mm-hmm. That is issue number one. Um, and, and, and the formal adoption comes with a challenge where you can't have your bread buttered both ways. Yeah. Because the minute if, if I'm adopting them, then it means now their natural guardian, which is now the natural parent mm. on the other side, mm. will forfeit the right and obligations that come with it. Mm. But we don't understand it as, as our community because you would still want you know, the bread butter both ways. Yeah, because when you say exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, so halfway. We mm. don't want to do it um and we do it formally. Mm. So that's why it, it becomes very challenging. Um and I don't want to even touch on the customary adoption because mm. that's another story. Mm. Um I leave it to Pamelo to touch on that one. Because it also exists, it's got its place, but it's got its challenges as well. 
Let, 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 Pamela, I know, I know there was this question was supposed to be divided into two, and 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 it, it is loaded because there's so many facets to it. But I don't want to hug you because I know the answers. The people that don't know the answers are the ones that are calling, like Dumsani. Hi, Dumsani. Uh, my question. I'm just going to give you a little summary, a yeah. short one in point form. Okay, I was married before. Yes, sir. We divorced, and then we decided that the court that we're going to share. And we're going to sell the house on our own. Mm. Then she died. And then I'm left with the house with both of our names in there. Mm. But her parents do not want to give me the, 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 the death certificate. Mm. Which is the way forward for me to do that? Because I've been in this situation for about 10 years now. Did, 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 did you say you divorced? At, by, by the, yes. Before she, she passed away? Yes, before she passed away, yes. And, and what did your decree of divorce sell say? The, house. Mm-hmm. the decree says... We should sell the house on our own. That's what we agreed on. Okay, so you don't need. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you don't, don't don't stress too much about the death certificate. Um, mm-hmm. m- maybe Pamela, you, you you take that one, and then um, uh, I'll leave this the the next caller to to, to you, uh, Morimari. Um, Pamela. All right. No, since the other party has passed on, that that means what we're going to deal with a, a deceased estate. Mm-hmm. Uh, surely now the, the estate for for example uh, let's say it has now been reported that the master of the record mm-hmm. now what he can do is to lodge a claim against the estate to claim uh, half of his share in terms of the true divorce with the master of the high court and for uh, and the property must be sold and then he must be given 50 percent of the proceed of mm. the sale of the property so that one it, 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 it's, it's more of, of inheritance because now the other party has passed on but but they were divorced at the time of death yes because now they remember the the, the assets were not dissolved at that time mm-hmm. it's still on the decree of divorce mm-hmm. which is a, a court document uh, then for that reason it's still valid the decree of divorce still stands and it's still enforceable. Uh, because when, when that when those other party report the estate the master, surely the master will want the decree of divorce because that uh, marriage uh, death certificate the marital status will have changed now to divorce. Yes. So that the master can be able to know what happened uh, to the assets. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Okay, uh, we 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 try to get Dumisani back because I think Dumisani, what we didn't deal with is, yeah. Th- thanks for coming back. What I didn't yeah. ask you, and I and and it became apparent when when your question has been answered is, did you go to the master's office to lodge a claim? Okay, okay. there's one little technicality that I I, uh, I didn't uh, get a chance to tell right. you. Right. And my partner is a is a foreign national who died in Tanzania. That is the main uh, Where was your marriage entered in, into? In Tanzania by then. You, oh, you entered into marriage in Tanzania? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's not a little technicality. That's a huge technicality because neither of well, us... I tried to contact the brothers, but uh, hey, they give me... Well, well where's the property situated? I, 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 in Kempton Park. Okay, the property situ- okay. I, I think I think it's I think it's a huge technicality because, you know, the question would be which law governs your marriage? Um, and, and, and so you say you entered into the marriage in Tanzania? Yeah, in Kumi, and you, yes. Yeah, and you divorced in Tanzania? In, 
No, in South Africa. You divorced in South Africa. Okay. Yes. Interesting, interesting technicality. Um, because what I thought on mm. my side on this case, that since she passed away, we had no kids. Yeah. I think the property should belong to me. It's how I understood. Unless if I'm wrong on that case. Because I'm the only surviving mm, between the two. No, 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 no. I, I mean, I, I mean, if it, it, so, the the thing is, I mean, I don't know Tanzanian law, um, but I mean, I, I'll also sort of get some insights from my guests. But if you have a decree of divorce, nobody's asking questions about surviving kids, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You, you, it, it's done. You, you already have a court order that says you sell that and you get this bit and you get that bit. Um, so, so there's no, if you divorce, there's no situation in which you can inherit from her. In fact, in, if it was South African law, what would happen is that if you are divorced with somebody and she has absolutely zero beneficiary, no parent, no brother, no sister, no cousin, it would go to the state, not you. Right. And, and that's what have been the South African position. But, but I mean, I'm not sure what, uh, uh, Morimari thinks about your, your very interesting question. Yeah. Let me jump in there, uh, Michael. It's a very interesting question. But whether he was married in Tanzania or in South Africa, because he's got a di- divorce decree, mm. that's what matters now. That's our point of yeah. departure. Yeah. Now, because the person that he was married to has passed away, now it becomes an estate matter. Mm. So was her estate wound up? It doesn't sound like it. it am I, am I right, like Msani? You, 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 you haven't submitted any, any claim. But did you submit a claim at the master's office? Or did anybody do it? So what, what, no. what do Msani no, need to do? Yeah. Nobody what do do is to go to the master's office um, and it, they will give him a, 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 it should be a file number um, and a state number. Yeah. If the estate was reported, if the estate was not reported, then we're dealing with another issue. But this is, we're not, it's not an inheritance per se, but it's a late estate, it's a deceased estate matter. Yeah. He's got a claim against the deceased estate as a, you know, in inverted commas, a creditor because of the divorce decree. What, if the house was valued at a, at a million rand and they said they needed to sell it and split it in half. Yeah. He is only, his claim is only the half share of the property, yeah. not the entire estate. Yeah. And that's what he needs to go and claim. Yeah. And, and that should be, um, you know, it's a master's office um, issue. Uh, and they will be able to assist him. But, you know, Michael, this brings something that is interesting. We get a lot of people, when people pass away, they don't report their estate. Mm. They just leave it. Yeah. Um, and these are the challenges. Maybe he needs to go in and, and see how the master can assist him. And, and I think for Dumzani, it's going to be, if, if, if you think it's bad now, wait until you die, Dumzani. <laughs> That's my problem now. That's I mean, <laughs> it's, it's going to be a nightmare. Because, you know, so if you, you, you really got to sort it out. And it's actually not as difficult as, as you might imagine. Um, but I think it's, it's, it's interesting in many ways because I assume as well, I mean, you said your, 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 your ex-wife was deceased 10 years ago. I assume you would have done things to this property. You would have been paying a bond. You would have been paying costs. And, and that, that has, you know, some, some really interesting 
dynamics that that get that gets introduced but but you you don't have you know you you really just have one job to do and that is to go to the master's office report the estate um and once you do that and you give them the decree of divorce you don't need the i the death certificate as you seem to be worried you can say i mean you do need it because the forms say fill in death certificate attach but if you don't have it you don't have it where did where did she die if i may ask in south africa in Tanzania. In Tanzania. I mean, yeah. I know if it was a South African home affairs, you would have been entitled to go and get the uh, a, a copy and a bridged uh, death certificate. But I mean, I don't know. I've several times. Yeah, you want to jump in? Is that Pamela? Yes, yes. Please. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And then with, with regard to, to the state being reported, the other question will be whether the deceased has a... Relative in South Africa mm. to to report this, that estate because that one is also important mm-hmm. because they they might even not know the family of the deceased that uh, they have to report the, the estate at the master mm. they, so they might be not a list of kin that is available to report this, that estate so surely if there is one uh, a gentleman who just called can approach that person. Yeah, so, so the issue is there isn't one. His problem is there isn't a South African relative here. Yeah, there is none. Right. But with regard to that, you can still go to the master, then the master will give direction to that. Yeah, and, and the direction might be just publish something in a newspaper, say this is what's going to happen. If nobody comes forward, you'll be entitled to, um, you know, deal with the property, your 50% of the property. Um, and then the other 50% would, but I mean, I'm pretty sure the directors would say no to father family in Tanzania. Anyway, yeah, let's take another call. Um, Joseph, you calling from Johannesburg. Joseph, good evening to you and thank you so much for calling. Joseph? Hello? Hi, Joseph. Yes, go ahead. Okay. Um, my situation uh, is a bit different, but then it's in connection to the customarily uh, marriage. So I was in a, uh, in a relationship with uh, this lady, and then I never paid Lobola, but then the only thing that we paid, it was damages to a family. And then uh, last year, she instituted a divorce um, from the high court. Mm. So I don't understand how is that possible for a divorce without uh, me being paid, uh, I have never paid Lobola. Damages for what? Um, we have kids, so we went, I went to the family to pay uh, damages for the kids that we're having. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. Mari Yeah, this is very, you know, customary marriages and customary um, rituals they can be very complicated. So the only way, obviously, you can get divorced is if you are married. Um, and, and, and if you receive the divorce decree, the court must have been certified that there was a marriage. My question would be, when they came to pay this damage, how was it documented? Mm. Do, do, you, do you have minutes about this, Joseph? Uh, it was not documented at all. And then now her parents, they just only wrote affidavits that uh, we on that day that we went to pay the damages, they mm-hmm. say we went to pay Lobola. That's mm-hmm. the only thing that they attached on the divorce. Mm-hmm. 
Well, so yeah. with with those affidavits, because now the court was satisfied that there was some form of marriage here. It doesn't look that way. It's just he, yeah. I think he's just dismayed by the fact that they've brought an application. It's not that a court has said anything, as I understand. Yeah, it's only an application. The mm. court hasn't said anything yet. But I thought he, he's so. So she went and applied for a divorce. Yeah. So, so it's 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 sort of something that's imminent. It's something that's happening as we speak. Yes. Mm. So you are disputing that um, the marriage does not exist. Yes, I'm disputing that the marriage does not exist because we don't. There's no lobola letter. There's nothing. But then the only mm. thing that they can prove uh, is just their affidavits from their side, not from my family's side. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it, 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 I think you've got, it, it, it shouldn't be a very difficult case. Are, your, are, are the people that went to pay damages on your side still alive? Yes, some they are still alive. Okay. Um, Pamela? Uh, yes, sir. in that situation, surely the client is the, you can, you can actually uh, defend the matter. Mm. and explain to the court that the, damage, the money that was paid it was actually for the damage of the children born out of uh, out of their marriage mm. and not really a, a lobola or any any form of a payment with regard to the issue of a lobola. So she still has ample time to, to defend the matter if he so wish to defend the matter. Mm. All right. Because there cannot be, there cannot be uh, any customary marriage unless it uh, touches from both sides of net and the French agreement. Surely yeah. that letter that is there, whether it's reduced in writing, the terms and conditions should be clear that it was for the damage and not for the mm. reward. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they were talking different languages. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Joseph, it doesn't look like you've got a very big problem. She's got affidavits. You get more affidavits um, uh, from your family that explains what had happened. And and what's nice as well is that if it was, you know, if it was for damages, um, although, I mean, from experience, I know that a lot of... Uh, were you staying together, Joseph, after the damages? Yes, we're staying together. Okay, so if I'm if I was the judge, I would find it... I mean, I wouldn't disbelieve you. I wouldn't say you're lying, but I would I would want you to convince me that you went to an African family and said to them, "Hey, I don't want to. I want. I don't want to lobola your kid, and I don't want to pay damages for your kid. I'm just going to pay. I, I don't want to lobola here. I just want to pay damages. And as soon as I've paid damages, I'm going to go live with her, and we're going to live happily ever after. So I think I think that's sort of you know, as an African man knowing how how our customs work. It's an insult to come to a family and then just just overcome that hurdle because, I mean, I'm not saying from a legal point of view you'd have a problem. I'm saying from my understanding of how Africans treat each other, I would want you to do a lot more convincing. Yeah? Make sense? No? Yes? Maybe? Perhaps? All right, we'll run out of time anyway. That's the law report. Um, very quickly, Pamela Fart, I never got the firm from which you come from. Maybe just tell us about that very quickly um, before we let you go. 
Oh, thank you very much. I come from Fout Attorneys. Hmm? Yeah, Fout Attorneys is my surname, F-O-U-T. Awesome. And then, uh, uh, Maremari Mabule, you from Sunlam, Head of Wills, yes? Yes, I am. Thank you very much for, for joining uh, me to both my guests. You've been very, um, it's been, you've been awesome. Thank you very much. And thank you so much to you for calling in with your very interesting questions, some of which have made us think a little bit. Uh, most of which, in fact, I think <laughs> it's been more than one. Um, very interesting question. I hope that you've enjoyed this segment of The Law Report. I'm back again next Wednesday. From me, Michael Motswenning. Bill, good evening. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.